box, 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 super box, 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 Welcome to whatever episode of Box 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 we're on to. We are here with Mr. Shion Roy Chaudhary, seller of medical needles, and Mr. Karun Kadan, uh, software software developer for life-saving technology, and myself a consultant, uh, to review the Miami Grand Prix, the inaugural Miami Grand Prix. And boys, off the bat, Trivia question for you. Before, before we get into How many ways to describe the Miami Grand Prix, we have trivia. Point. Starting off hot. Who was the last American F1 champion? I'll give you a point for the name, the year, and the car. Champion? Like you won the F1 championship? Yeah. It, oh, we had one of those? There is two, actually. He, he recently tried to form an F Formula One team to enter. Mario Andretti? Yep. That's one In for the Karun. Lotus? 78. Wow. Oh, oh. All right, boys, you killed that. I know you're out here Googling, but it's all cool. <laughs> um, so we had two for Karun and one for Shion. Cool. We'll take it. We'll take it. So it was Very Mario Andretti in 78 in the Lotus Ford. He tried to, he tried to uh, start a Formula One team? Yeah, he did. Andretti. Yeah. Formula One. Was that a couple years ago? No, it's like very, very recently. He tried to enter with his son. I had no idea. Yeah, but now like Audi and Porsche, I think, are also trying to enter Formula One. But there is one more American Formula One champion prior to Mario Andretti. So same, I'll give you a point for the name, the year, and the constructor. This is an American who drove for the most famous Formula One team. McLaren. Ferrari. Sorry. Ferrari. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, 64. He, his son recently appeared in an episode of F1, Beyond the Grid. He has uh, the same last name as one of the three members La- of uh, F1 Nation. Something Hill. Yeah, <laughs> Hill. yeah. Yeah, it is Phil Hill. Uh, Ferrari. 70. 72. 64. I already guessed 64. A little lower. Oh, 60. 58. A little higher. 59. 60. 62. 61. 61. Ooh. 63. 61. I don't know who said it first. I think it was Shia. Yeah, it's gold. The internet is working right. again over there. All right. All right. We're going to go 3 3 on that one. Okay. It was good effort, gents. It was good effort. Lucky there. Lucky there. Okay. So I got to start crawling, crawling back. Okay. Enough of that. Boys, three words to describe the Miami Grand Prix. Three words. Wow. Yeah. I've got mine set. So All right, go same. for it, Trish. Are we going to say the same thing, Karun? You go for it. Okay. We'll say it on three, okay? All right. One, two, three. Super Save max for Stafford. car. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> you go ahead first. All right, mine was Savior Safety Car. Fair enough. So were you not on the edge of your seat for the first 40 laps? Yeah, I was so enthralled after the first, like, what was it, on the third lap that, like, 
or third or fourth lap that Max took the lead and then just kept growing and growing and growing. Uh, I feel like it was more around the 10th or something, but yeah. Okay, I, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. He pulled Early. away. Yeah. I actually saw something very interesting. So for our listeners, Max Verstappen from Charles Leclerc from Scarlet Signs. That is the podium. Uh, I think one of us said that in last week's pod. Um, I, I, I doubt it. I know I probably <laughs> said like George Russell to win from Yuki Tsunoda from <laughs> Esteban Alcon or something. Yeah. But I, I think in our hearts, we knew that this was going to be the only result possible. Mm. Um, so yeah, what do we think of the race? Brilliant. Very happy for Carlos to actually do more than a half a lap. <laughs> he, he, yeah. So he had only completed one lap in the past two Grand Prix. So he was actually saying when he had his crash and then was racing later that he was actually pretty sore. So pretty, pretty remarkable uh, finish from him to finish P3, hold off Checo mm-hmm. on the fresh mediums. Of course, Checo had a little bit of a technical fault, was losing up to like four tenths in the straights or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to say that, you know, you know how Helmet Marco loves to come out with a little controversy after each Grand Prix. So he, he's, he's trying to build up the, uh, the narrative that the Ferrari and Red Bull have the same car, but it's down to the driver at this point, And that Max Verstappen is perfect every weekend versus Charles makes little mistakes uh, every just, weekend. Dad, I love the head games. And, and the thing is, soul, it's man. kind of true. I love the bad games. I Ferrari has brought no upgrades to the car, okay? And, and Red Bulls have been bringing tons of upgrades. There's no way. Well, I thought they brought an up- upgrade this week. I think they brought a minor upgrade, but I don't think it was an engine upgrade. I'm pretty sure it was like some kind of uh, some aerodynamic upgrade, but I'm not really sure to what extent. Like, essentially, they were saying it's not really, really an upgrade. Mm. Also, to, to help. Fascinating point, insight from SWS. I, I would say how this turning is literally incorrect because max screwed up his final lap during um his uh, during qualifying q3 yeah yeah like, that is quite but it doesn't affect false. him it doesn't matter where he it starts doesn't matter from. yeah he had an unreal start to the race his race starts are like that to be fair carlos yeah. was on the dirty side absolutely yep. no rubber no grip yeah. max immediately overtook him dude yeah. he's just this is the, he is the next generational talent from Michael Schumacher yeah. into Lewis Hamilton into Max Verstappen. Like, let's let's not forget Seb in that little. He had a little window. Oh there. my God, Seb, Seb had right, a four-year you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're right. Um, but what can but yes. Ferrari match the pace? What What are your thoughts? Who actually? Here's a more interesting question: Who will be the first non-Max Verstappen and Charles Leclerc to win a race this year? Sergio Perez. I'm hoping George I can't Russell. See it. In really... Spain, I can't see it. I, I, I think Carlos Sainz would win a race, especially with Spain coming up first. Yeah. And then in Monaco, I, I can only see Max or Charles winning. Valtteri Bottas? I think he said in an interview he was eyeing up Monaco. Oh, <laughs> for did maybe he actually? Podium. Yeah, for maybe okay. a podium. <laughs> I mean, he, he drove beautifully. He yeah. He was, he, was, he was unlucky. He made a mistake, to, and he, he threw away P5. But he did drive beautifully. I would say seriously, maybe George. George, I think, might be another one. I, I don't think Carlos is going to win the next race, personally. I, 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 think, still I think, think if there's any race that Carlos can win, it's the next race. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I just don't think he's that comfortable with the car yet. Because it's Spain. Okay, yeah. Like, he just comes alive. <laughs> yeah, it's just the home crowd. Yeah. Like, yeah. look at Lewis yeah. at Silverstone. He's actually a machine there. 
just absolutely riled up from the from the atmosphere, energized. Why couldn't Carlos do the same? Question. Is yeah. Carlos, do you think Carlos is now considered the number two at Ferrari? Yeah, 100%. Especially with Max winning every single race that he finishes, mm-hmm. Ferrari are going to get really concerned that Max will take the lead. I mean, the, construct, the constructors, I mean, for a constructors championships, Red Bull's almost about to, to overtake Ferrari. They've caught it right back up. I think it's like and a, they had a double DNF in race gap. one. Exactly. And then uh, there was there was almost a seventeen second gap I think between um, uh, Charles and Carlos at one point in the race, which is just goes to show again very similar cars, but seventeen seconds over the span of a, a race course when you have the same exact car is is tough. Those two are just and it's it's very similar to Max and Lewis last year where they're they're going to be in a league of their own, right? Yeah. And and the more interesting from like the constructors' point of view is going to be like. Can Checo outperform Carlos, mm-hmm. which has and been kind of a toss up just because Carlos has been crashing out. So sure. Like but Checo and he and did Carlos... crash in FP3 again or FP2 yeah. this weekend. Yep. I, I thought he was going to have another DNF from the race. Damn. Yeah. I mean, that's, not a, that's a pretty fair assumption that the course, the track has been pretty troublesome throughout all of practice and all of qualifying. So. If it was going to be another, if there was going to be someone in the top 10 to crash, it was going to be Carlos. So it was surprising, I think. Here's a trivia question for you based off what I was saying earlier. Who and when was the last Spaniard to take victory in Spain? Alonso. Correct. 2012. 2010. 2008. 2011. 2013. Oh, you guys probably said it at the same time. In what car? In what car? Uh, The Ferrari. We'll give Karun the point. The whole point? There's only one point for that? I'm not 100% if that's actually true. I I don't know if he drove for Ferrari between 2010 to 2012 or to 2013 for all the Seb years. Um. I don't know where else he would have been if it wasn't Ferrari. Yeah, I think it was Ferrari. Fair enough. All right. We've talked a little bit about the top of the grid. Mm. Max from Charles, from Carlos, from Checo. The Mercedes. George having a... Well, talk about a topsy-turvy weekend. George going fastest in FP2 on a Friday to losing a second off Charles at the top. Qualified P12, finished P5, really, really made those hard tires last. Drop, drop back to P16 off in the first lap also. Mm-hmm. Could not fire up those tires. Mm-hmm. But hey, I think we're starting to see some incredible composure out of the kid. And it's also just the, the post-race interviews. You can tell he's very composed. He's very enthusiastic about what's happening. I think he's really fit into the team. Um, and he's, he's putting Lewis on, on blast. I mean, he is consistently outperforming Lewis, consistently in the top five. He's a man meeting his moment. You know what I mean? He's been mm-hmm. waiting a long yeah. time for this Dude, moment. Let's, let's not forget Carlos, moment. Cal- Carlos outscored Charles last year, and we're very quickly realizing that there's there's levels between them. Yes, yes. I yes. think I think once that Mercedes is a race-winning car again, I think there will be maybe not the same difference in levels, but I think that Lewis will overtake him again. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Um, I, that'll be an interesting one to kind of watch throughout the season. It's also something to be said, as I, I think Jolion said something about in the post-race interview, that you know he comes from a team where they're struggling with the car. Like William yeah. has always been struggling with the car. So in this era where McLaren is start, or Mercedes is struggling with the car a little bit, I think he's more familiar with how to get the most performance out of that, whereas Lewis has had uh, the, the one of the best cars on the grid for the past eight years. Try his whole career. Yeah, honestly. He's had a, he's had a, a race-winning able car his entire career mm-hmm. so I, I think it's only a matter of time i'll go back to it again this time i think that lewis will first win at silverstone in what four or five races time <laughs> and then and then we're going to be open to a three-way battle at the top so your answer to who's going to be the first person to win outside of verstappen and leclerc is is, is lewis yeah after alex albon hey albon's ready. should we talk really. about albon we should, I can't 100%. wait to talk about Albon. Dude, Albon. Albon. Oh gosh, I love it. He. I think we should all dye our hair red. In solidarity, yes. In, yeah. Out of out of love and appreciation. Mm-hmm. Okay, before we talk about Albono, just yeah. briefly, the top six drivers. I I find this question quite fascinating. Is if you were to tier the drivers into you know category A and B, and you could only put three drivers in each who's your category a and who's your category b drivers performance or talent talent i think we know yeah it's pretty it's it's like it's kind of like a layup it's got to be hamilton leclerc verstappen on one and then the rest in the other right okay who's your top of your category b then top of category b oh uh, george probably probably George, george yeah yeah I'm I'm gonna go with Lando. Wait. Oh, Wait, sorry, what? sorry. I was looking. I think you said the top three teams. No drivers. Oh, you're talking about top six in the in the oh, drivers like the drivers championship. championship. Oh my bad. I thought you were talking about the top six I, in this race finish. No, no. I'm just talking about in general. Out of all twenty drivers, who is your category A three drivers, and then who's your category B drivers? Because I, I hear I hear a lot of people they might put George in the top three. Um, I think Max and Lewis are probably like tier one A. Explain the Lando thing. The la- oh, over, I Lando think, over George. Well, he's podiumed this year in a slower car. Okay. He 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 is so unbelievably consistent. If you think about it, I think of the driver who makes the least amount of mistakes, and and I think that Lando is is honestly more consistent than Lewis and Max in that sense. I think he he's almost impervious to making a mistake i can only last season all i can think of is austria as a spin in like practice two is there is there another major blunder you can think okay you can you could you could say russia last year when he didn't want to pit but come on that's hindsight's 2020 that's not a blunder that's just it's hard to give up track position yeah Yeah, exactly I can't think of like a Lando blunder. Like some people will say Lewis Silverson, although he went on to win the race was mm-hmm. a blunder or Monza Max blunder, um, you know, causing a DNF. I can't really think of Mac of Lando causing another driver, a DNF or causing himself to DNF. But in the same way. I mean, I mean, George is still up there, right? If you take, of course there's this incident with Valtteri last year, but that's no, but he also uh, crashed out of a safety car in Hungary or, or something. Uh, okay. Okay. I would that say was... Checo's if you're going, Checo's also incredibly consistent Yeah. and like very reliable as a B driver. Right. But he is, always I think Lando is quicker. 
then than yeah. Checo. Yeah. I think Checo Lando has the X factor. The B driver. Yeah. Lando has like that urge where he's like, I am the top dog, right? Mm-hmm. While being incredibly consistent. I just I just think Checo's qualifying and race pace isn't he's incredibly cons- consistent and quick. But I think you put Lando with some time in that Red Bull because we know it's not an easy car to drive. Yeah. I think he would be quicker than Checo. F1 should have like a draft kind of thing where they all have the same exact car and all 20 drivers are expected to go set some lap times around one circuit. And then we can just kind of see how they line up against each other. That would be a ton of fun. And that's probably why we should get into F2 instead. Is that what they do? <laughs> F2 is their bait. Like I think like the top 10 cars are equal machinery, essentially. Wow, 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 wow. Like, there is a less performance delta between the cars in F2 than in F1. We can maybe have another podcast called Pit Pit Pit, and that'll be our F two podcast. <laughs> Yo, I'm I'm a big Jahan Daruvala guy. <laughs> He's been in F two for a while though. Yeah, quite He's some been time. F2 for, yeah, probably four or five years. Good for him, dude. He found his feed. Okay, so I say Lando. You guys are saying George. Yeah, I would say yeah, I would still I'm, say I'm George. I'm gonna stick with George. All right. If you stuck Lando and George in the same car mm-hmm. over one lap, George goes quicker. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great question. I think I think it's closer than you guys are giving Lando. Yeah, credit. I would have to think about it for a sec. I don't know. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying like George is that much better than Lando, but I also think that we're being a little biased by the sample size that we're seeing between them, right? Like we've seen Lando in a McLaren, which has been outperforming the Williams for the past few years and we've only started to see George performing in a top tier car right Mm. so I I also think that there's like that bit of bias like factoring in as well right like the mindset of like the mistakes that we're like putting on George also comes from the mindset of like I am in a Williams like I need to score points I'm so close like I will do whatever like I will send it down this corner right like Whereas Lando is fighting for third place where he has to be a bit safer for most of last year. Yeah, right? like, he's also put that car, which arguably that weekend was the quickest on pole, mm-hmm. nearly had a race win in that multiple podiums. I think he's also outperformed that McLaren. To the, easily. Maybe not to the same extent that George outperformed that Williams, now that I think about it. Putting that on P2 and Spa was absolutely magical. Um. I don't know. I, Aussie lap. I'm gonna. I'm gonna skip. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick with with Lando personally. Fine, let's well, let's I, see how that one develops throughout the yeah. season. Do you think McLaren and Mercedes are 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 an even even keel right now, or do you think? Uh, I think it's a matter of time before Mercedes just flies away from them. But currently, currently, because I feel like now is a best gauge of being able to kind of see like how they match up with each other. I think, I think it's some track to really track to track. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. But I would love to see them race on track because they've been doing that their whole lives as well. And that would be a ton of fun to see them, to see them race. One last uh, Mercedes question. Have they brought upgrades to their car? Yeah, they had, a new, okay. they had a new back wing, a new front plate. They had like a new side pod or something. Anything with the engine or no? No, I don't think so. I, I think they're more focused on the floorboard just because that's where a lot of the porpoises come from. Yeah. So. They had kind of fixed it, and then they yeah, unfixed it, looked, it. It looked visually a little bit better. <laughs> and then they unfixed it. So I was looking that. into the, the race posted, like, a great uh, like segment on just, just defining the different types of porpoising. Ferrari has porpoising, but it's not as, like, detrimental to their performance because it only comes in, like, mid to top speeds, whereas Mercedes experiences that at pretty much their top speeds when they're 
going under braking immediately after a long straight, they're losing braking performance because of that porpoising at their top speed. So that was kind of interesting. We got to see if they can start to manage that. Even even the Red Bull had a little bit of porpoising, and I didn't realize like the ride height. Apparently, I think that's all this on the race as well. But we're talking if you lift that car by a centimeter, you're losing like thirty percent of downforce, mm-hmm. which is absolute madness. Yeah, think about that stalling. That stalling is maybe inches at a time, so it's. Okay, now before we actually move into the midfield for real, for real, another trivia question for you, gents. And this is a two-part, two-part trivia question. Okay, so Max Verstappen is now top 10 for all-time podiums in Formula One history. A, how many podiums does he have? And B, who did he knock off that list? Like 67 podiums. No, Valtteri Bottas is 63. Bang. Sheesh. I saw that graphic. <laughs> I saw the same graphic. It's 67 like is, is Valtteri Bottas, who's in yeah. ninth. But uh, who, did, who did Max Verstappen uh, I want to say Kimmy, but I feel like Kimmy's way further It's one of Kimmy's ex-teammates in the McLaren in like 0201. Rosberg? Nah. Rosberg came think... in with Williams. Darn. Uh, he's a Scottish gentleman. He does some of the post-race interviews. Uh, Damon Hill? No. Same first letter of the first name you just mentioned. David Croft? No, he's not. He never raced. He didn't race. <laughs> uh, but that's the correct first name. He also raced for Red Bull. Oh, David Coulthard. David. Yes. Nice. Wow, neck and neck today. Yeah, we really this are. episode we've been just straight tied, huh? <laughs> straight tied. Uh, I had to check on Google that he was Scottish because I thought once I gave you the Scottish to uh, that you guys would get it. But come on, you know who you're talking to, man. Yeah, sorry, sorry, I forget that. What do you expect? <laughs> that trivia is always <laughs> a little, uh, a little bit of a uh, struggle. Okay, on to one of our new segments. Uh, yes. The midfield. Say it with me, gents. Maestro. 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 Maestro, huh? No, maestro. <laughs> I thought you were going to pull up that, that not to be a hater segment. Oh, no, no. no. That's later. That's fair. later when oh, we... Okay. Mm-hmm. A little bit more energy, fair, you know. Fair, we're fair, not fair. a hater, but I, want, I need to get heated. <laughs> I actually have two for not a hater, but... Um, Anyways, okay. Shion, would you like to kick us off with your midfield maestro? Um, I have mine. I yeah, Karun, why don't you, you kick us off? Yeah, yeah. Bro, it has to be, right? It has, it has, to, has to, to be. Mr. P20 to P8. Come on, beautifully yeah. done. Absurd, absurd. I'm pretty sure he's finished in the points, what, four out of five times so far? I think it was only in Imola he didn't. But what yeah. what what a beautiful what a drive. What a mature, hearts. what a mature guy. Yeah. Beautifully done. A, a, a professional. A professional. <laughs> Especially after <laughs> taking a 51G impact. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. Broke his he car. Was... Yeah. That crash didn't even look that bad, but like hearing the like hearing what broke in his car, like in the post-race interview, he was talking about how his like steering column broke, his foot pedals broke, his seat broke, like 
Uh, that's a pretty tough one to recover from and then come back yeah. starting P I don't know why there aren't tires on that corner. Yeah. That's what they're trying to change, right? After Carlos crashed, they were trying to change them to, to tire uh, mm. barriers. But FIA didn't listen to them. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just a truly mature drive. I don't, I don't even re- really remember seeing him overtake that many people on track, quite frankly. Well, yeah, we were watching the fans, so we didn't have time. Yeah, again, it's probably down to the videography, which is abysmal. Um, I, would, I would say my midfield maestro was it was either between him or uh, um, Albon for me this weekend. Okay. Because I like that a yeah. lot. Albon, starting, he's starting to show so much composure. He's so comfortable in the team. He's he's just like really settling into his craft. And it's just, it's, uh, I think the feel good aspect of that, hearing those post race interviews and talking about how he's getting super excited and he's really positive with the team and the team's making all these great decisions. It's, it's, it's very, uh, well, he's a quality driver. He was yeah. really hard done to get replaced by Yuki Tsunoda last season. Mm-hmm. He, he has, he, his fundamentals are so good. And I think his attitude, like you're mentioning, Shion, is so strong within the team that, you know, how can you not want this guy to excel? Exactly. Um, Plus the red hair. I mean, come on. Yeah, the red hair. Great story as well. Helping out some kids in uh, mm-hmm. Thailand uh, or Indonesia, one of the two. But no shout out for Valtteri Bottas was running in P5 nah, I mean, for sure. so long. He was made a little mistake. P7. I'm mm-hmm. almost. I don't even. I don't know if Toto Wolf got on the radio with him and was like, "Yo, let my boys through." <laughs> <laughs> for old time's sake. Uh, for old time's sake. <laughs> good performance, man. I mean, I did not see Alfa Romeo coming out the gates this season with any kind of performance really at all. So I've been astounded every time. And the fact that he's really putting it up there at the top of the midfield almost every single race, absolutely brilliant. And this is one of those things, right, where it's like better to be the number two driver at a, at a, at a super good team or better to be the number one driver at a team you can kind of sculpt around yourself. And I think that that's, that's the setting where he fits in best. And – I think spare, spare, spare a moment for his teammate, Joe Guan Yu. Yeah. He had a great race start. I don't know if he made two or three places up in like that first couple laps, but he, he was on for points. He's, he's, yeah. he's been getting really unlucky, whether it be safety I mean, car even or qualifying. car damage. Even what, what happened to the car? He had a, a water leak, I think. Mm. Oh. But you, you saw even in qualifying, like, yeah, you know how they all bunch up at the end before right before the last flying lap, and he was on his flying lap, and he just couldn't get his flying lap in, so he couldn't get into Q2, I think. Uh, I don't know. Again, tough, because we know that car has a decent amount of performance in it. And he's a good driver. He is a good driver. He hasn't DNF'd at all this season, I think, or is he well, finishing he the just points? Did. He just DNF'd. Yeah, yeah, but no, he's he finished... actually been scoreless for four races. Right. He scored, I think since he his debut, yeah, points. Point, right? he, I think he had two. Oh, he got ninth. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I think he got ninth. In my head, he's been doing great. That's because he has been. I think yeah. he's when been getting unlucky. He's mm-hmm. like he and he in those last three races, he was on the edge. He was like P eleven, P twelve. Uh we need like F one TV, G one TV, and H one TV, so we can watch like the midfield and the end field on three different video feeds and just have it going. <laughs> well, I you mean, can watch yeah. it on TV yeah. and then on your phone and then on your laptop. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like a self-made. FGH TV. <laughs> yes, I like yeah. it. Uh, we only come to you with quality facts, listeners. <laughs> Innovation at its finest. Honestly, Sean, I didn't know where you were going there for a minute. Yeah, I just forgot F1, my alphabet. I forgot my alphabet for a second, honestly. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you're good. All right, boys. 
I think it's time. Mm. All right. Not Hayden, but <laughs> who sucked this weekend? Apart from the layup, the Nicholas Latv. <laughs> have to change it up. But how about how about we change it up so that you can't say the same "not a hater" but week to week, back to back. Okay. Yeah. So I can't do Mick Schumacher. You guys can't do Lance Stroll. Well, I mean, he actually Lance performed did, pretty well. Lance, did, Lance had a good yeah, race. Yeah, Lance had a good, good race. race. Lance did well. Uh, Ricardo for me, I think it's one of the Ricardo weekends. Oh, uh, what the heck? Yeah, that's on me. That's on me, listeners. Um, no, Ricardo. <laughs> wake he... up from your nap. <laughs> Uh, qualified poorly, especially when we saw like, he got knocked out in Q2, I think, right? And we saw Lando put the car up into third place for Q2. Um, so just generally not getting that performance out of the car. And then also, I mean, it's just his, his race pace is really not there. Really not an outstanding race from the, the fella at all. Uh, As they tend to be. Yeah. How long into one of uh, Zach Brown's American sons comes in? Mr. <laughs> Mr. Colton Herta or whatever his name he's is. Gonna have to his, award. He's going to have to get his tattoo laser removed. Um, no, super an exceptional weekend for him, but genuinely, as they really are tending to be compared to where Lando's performing, mm-hmm. um, Lando would have been, you know, P8, P9 without the crash. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, quite he's disappointing. He's stuck around P13, P14. <laughs> he's kind of made, made that those positions his own. Karun, care to I'm gonna take it from you, Trish. Uh, I'm not hating, but. Why did Mick Schumacher have to just lose all his points like that? Yeah, he was. <laughs> that was an are, ugly shot. These are key moments in one's yeah. career. This is kind of this could be like a career-defining moment for a young Mick. Yeah. Um, I think if it was any other driver but Seb, they would have been like, "Yeah, the move was yeah. never on." Are you kidding me? Yeah, and Seb was very gracious in the post the post race interview. He was of like, course, yeah, you know, it's a little bit. I mean. And Seb has like 8,000 career points. So, you know, what is two points to him at the end of the day? Obviously, he would have liked that for him and the team, but it was an ugly move. Yeah. I don't know where he was going. At all. He just didn't turn. It was honestly, I know that they gave Albon the five second penalty for the stroll incident a couple of races back, but it kind of reminded me of that stroll move. Like, he just didn't break. Yeah, he just, he just turned into the car. Yeah. yeah, he just went off the racing line, just parked his car in the corner. Like, if he if they hadn't made contact there, he would have gone straight through uh, Vettel's car. Like, it was just, yeah, I don't know, absurd. And this is a clash with Vettel. Like, this is not a guy who gets in many crashes. Yes, yes. This is a guy oh, yeah, who has yeah, yeah, great so, car control. This is so painful. I hope next the next race it doesn't go three for three and he makes it into the not a hater butt section. I, I agree. <laughs> Again, boys, we're not Hayden. Yeah. We're not. We're not. But we're not. We're not. We're not. We want him we to do were, well. In another world. Yeah. He's not Latifi where it's not a <laughs> hater, but a hater. This is Mick Schumacher where we're <coughs> not a hater, but. All right, boys, I have two. Mm. Uh, number one, it actually goes, it's the teammate of my midfielder of the week. It's uh, mm. Fernando Alonso. Mm, who the race start shunts it into Lewis. I don't actually know if that decreased any performance in Lewis's car, but of course Lewis is going to complain about it. Sure. And as a Lewis fan, I'm just going to buy what into what he says. Um, so that then the Pierre Gasly crash later, which then caused the Lando crash, and then two separate five-second penalties, demoting him to 11th from points. I think it was a pretty miserable weekend overall. Just 
kind of ruining everyone else's races. Normally, he's one of the best race starters we have at Lights yeah. Out. Um, I wouldn't even say you're too far off. Like, I wouldn't even call you a hater for that, honestly. That's just a yeah, poor performance he was overall. Bad. Yeah. Agreed. That's why I'm not a hater, but he sucked this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a two-time world champion, you know, so he can take it. He'll bounce back. He'll uh, he'll come back with a podium in Spain for sure. It'll be a, a Carlos Sainz, Fernando Alonso, one two, <laughs> and Spain and Spain will just uh, lose Nicholas there. Latifi th- in third. Hey, I'm feeling a Latifi giveth race next race, <laughs> where it then plays into Carlos and Fernando's in, the penultimate lap. Yep, spins out penultimate last. Take takes out Charles. Takes out Checo. Russell <laughs> Hamilton. Um. Uh, oh, and my other, not a hater, but seriously hater, was the videographer. So bad, man. Just not showing the on-track battles. And they were doing this in Saudi, too, where Charles and Max were in that battle for a couple laps, right? Mm -hmm. And they just kept showing the replay of the move. And it's like, look, I I appreciate they want to show the replay, but we're we're live racing Why can't they go box and box? I don't understand. They got to start doing that more often, man. Yeah. At one point in on F1 TV, they a had box, box and box. box but yeah, uh, he's again innovation at its finest. <laughs> one called Mar- Mercedes should call me, bro. I'll deal with their porpoising <laughs> innovation. Nah, but you were saying, Shion? Uh, no, that just the, again the absurd quality of the video this weekend was like I saw like a, there was a, there was a box and box like a box next to a box situation frame next to frame. And it was the same thing. It was like two feeds of the live video of the same car in the side by side. And I was like, oh gosh, dude, yeah, I really gotta figure this out. Truly. They can't they can't keep doing this. Like it's too it's it's kind of like football, right? Where it's all live. Mm-hmm. If the ball goes out of play, you know, if there's a safety car or a VSC, then sure, throw us a replay. But if we're live racing. If Mo Salah's through on goal, you don't just cut to like Allison kicking the ball out from the goal kick, you know, <laughs> which is what they were doing. They were they were cutting to celebrities who I've never even seen in my life. And especially in a in an era like this where we're actually seeing a lot of like solid competition throughout the entire field, there's something to be showing on track at any given time, and we're all interested. So <sighs> do better. F1 yeah, please. and ESPN and Sky Sports do better. Yeah. I wonder if it changes track to track or if it's just like the same. Oh, no, nah, bro, because there's a whole event. This wasn't even a Grand yeah. Prix. This was a whole event. This turned into a Monaco style kind of situation where it was yeah. driven by the celebrities and way and too fake, many celebrities. The fake water with the fake boats. I mean, come on. It just made Dude, no I, sense. Every time they showed that, I was like, that is so corny. <laughs> but that's so Miami, though. I feel like that is so Miami. So oh, I will I will note Esteban Ocon when he put on the soft tires. He had like these little like Miami things on his um yeah. on the wheels or whatever. That was pretty cool. I did enjoy that. The cars did come out to show us some bright colors. The cars look great, and the helmets were great, and the whole spectacle. Mm-hmm. Lando's helmet, come on, yeah, that was sick. yeah. It's a whole spectacle, and I, I, I a spectacle, and I can appreciate <laughs> it. But don't be, don't be switching the camera to David Beckham in the middle of a uh, heated Max for Charles and zoomed in on his ear too. Like I could see his ear tattoos. I was like, that's not what I'm looking for now. <laughs> Shounds out here looking through the POV on F1 TV is like, that's <laughs> what I want. <laughs> <Dave> <laughs> <happens here>. Pause. 
yeah. gents, anything? Uh, quite a few DNFs. Obviously, Joe uh, Guanyu, Lando, Pierre. Sam. One thing to mention there: Lando, Pierre. Who's at fault, in your opinions? Oh, Pierre. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. Yeah. Was it? Was it? Was it like a he, his car was losing performance and he was looking to kind of you know? So Alonso had broken his car. Oh. And Pierre was trying to let the cars go by, but just didn't give Lando enough room. Look, I will say Lando could have just tried to go a bit sure, more to the sure, left. Sure. But I think Lando also broke it down in the post race interviews pretty well too. He said, yes. you know, if he was, if he was like, you know, had just made a couple mistakes and was trying to come back on the circuit and then get some pace, then it's a racing incident. But if he was looking to retire the car, which is what they told Lando over the radio, I believe, exactly. That's what Pierre told them. And I will sit, yeah, I will say it's a little bit yeah. aggressive to say because Lando was only like ten or fifteen seconds behind Pierre. So like in that quick amount of time, being able to say that Pierre's going to retire is a little bit of a risky move on the radio. But regardless, yeah. the fact that Pierre was pretty much planning to retire and not giving that space, I think, was a, was a yeah. huge blunder. I don't know. I think data's being signaled traveled at the same pace that they're doing their thing so mm. i think it's all instantaneous yeah. in formula one and, mm-hmm. and drivers just have to deal with it but yeah i think ultimately lando could have just come a little bit safer for the margin but the blame definitely lies with pierre gasly 100 yeah i don't will he will he get penalized it's kind of hard to tell i'm sure they'll i don't go... anymore i don't think so yeah um, i'm sure they'll also play the because there's still penalty points right like you would still get penalties. Yeah, penalties, but they would have been dealt out by now. Yeah. Okay. Seems like he's good. We'll see what Jolyon Palmer says on his analysis. Yes. I'm sure yeah. he'll have a segment on it. Yeah. I mean, isn't there a contention? Isn't there a possibility of Stroll getting some more penalty points afterwards also? Because I know he was weaving on the straight this time also. And I think he <laughs> got a black and white flag, but I don't think he right? got penalty points for it. No, but there's yeah. something. Uh, I can't remember. There might have been something else that he was uh, getting pointed out for. Anyways. So, out of 10, thoughts? On the Six. race in general? Yeah. Yeah, I would even, I would probably even put a little bit below that, honestly. Like, that, the last 10 laps of the race, I think, were exciting for me. Um, yeah. And, and you know, Max kind of getting through. Max's start was great. And, you know, it, it showed that there was... You know, it could have been a, complete, a partially different race if he was able to, if Carlos was able to keep him behind. Um, but outside of that, I thought it was a pretty uh, yeah uneventful race. I'd give it like a four and a half, maybe out of five. That's that's a lot. Four and a half out of five. No, four and a half or five. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, yeah, I don't. I know we've been kind of spoiled with a lot of races. I would still give mm. it like a six point three. I don't know. It was. It was. Yeah. It wasn't. Was I? There was racing. I think I think the the grid walk I think the um, the Crofty grid walk is maybe what this Martin sometimes. Brundle but yeah Martin Brundle without the safety yeah. car it would have been really boring mm. yeah but yeah I, I just it, I don't know if it's like the track is just like impossible to overtake on or like mm-hmm. if like some of the corners are just like so technical that like some drivers get it some don't the safety car was a good way for us to kind of gauge like Red Bull Ferrari performance pretty much on par in the middle of the race kind of situation because that was uh there were some opportunities for for charles to kind of close up the gap and the hard red bulls or sorry ferrari's performance just clearly wasn't there in comparison to the red bulls they were equally as fast in the corners and 10 miles an hour faster on the straight so i think it's a a a solid wake-up call or a solid show that it's time for ferrari to start bringing some more upgrades yeah agreed box 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 box
box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box box